0: Welcome to the Scooter and Scrubs podcast. This is your commissioner and host buddy. Joining me is the usual gang, Jared and Leland. Jared is in the middle of a, a show, the show game with his Red Sox. I lost. And Jared, what's, oh, you lost. Oh, never mind. He's done. And uh, Jared asked us uh, a question I thought would be a good question to open up with for the show. Go ahead, Jared.
1: Uh, the question that came to my mind was following the trade of Mookie Betts, who is the best player left on the Red Sox?
0: Leland, let's start with you, Michael Chavis, because I
2: traded for him. Oh God. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, probably I could, I think Devers is up there. Um, uh, I wouldn't say Ben Intendi, but he could be this year. He could be, but he's not. Uh, who else do you guys have? We're just going to leave it. So are, we, mentioned are we talking, about,
1: You've mentioned are we talking about
0: from a fantasy perspective, or are we talking about just real life?
1: I, I went by real life. Impact, just overall impact.
0: Overall impact. I'm probably going Bogarts.
1: That was going to be my answer. And I think, and I oh, don't yeah. particularly Sorry. close.
0: Yeah. I forgot I about mean, Bogarts. From a fantasy perspective, I think I'd rather have Devers, but from a real life perspective, I, I've, I'd much rather have Bogarts.
1: Well, if you're doing a redraft fantasy league, I'd rather have JD Martinez, but. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. But in, I guess in a, uh, a dynasty league, Devers is is your guy because he's 23 to Bogarts 27.
2: I'd like to nominate the bullpen for being the most impactful players because they suck. Oh, so negatively <laughs> impacting. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to you know,
1: say. Workman, <laughs> <laughs> he had himself a great year last year.
0: He did, but yeah, doesn't he, did. he, he did. Real, like low 90s stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, 93, 95, somewhere in there.
0: I mean, I, I guess if he can place it, it, it would work. But but yeah, a
1: 188 ERA, a 103 whip, 104 Ks over 71 innings. That's a year.
0: Wow, yeah, that's yeah. a really that's a really solid year. Yeah, and it's just everything else with it. I, I mean, do we know if Darwin's and Hernandez is going to start up with them? Don't they have a a Ferber?
1: For Ferbush? <laughs> uh, Dalton the Dalton and Legend. No, Durbin Feltman. Um, Durbin
0: Feltman, that's a
1: closer out of TCU. Uh, he he was not good last year Ow. in the minors so we'll see maybe who knows but uh, he won't be up anytime soon i think it's going to be you've got matt barnes in the eighth brandon workman in the ninth and darwin's and hernandez in the seventh that's your three-headed beast
0: okay well with that said uh we're gonna go ahead and transition to uh bold predictions now after every single team review we're going to do the next episode where we open up with the team predictions the bold predictions for the last team we covered now i want to do one to two bold predictions each you have a minute to go over your bold prediction what is your bold prediction for greg's team and why would you like me to open up or do you want to open
2: up give an example now,
0: now a bold prediction is not something that has that has at least a 15 to 20% likelihood of happening. It has to be below 15% likelihood of happening. So just guesstimate whatever that might be. But for me, my bold prediction for his team is that his best pitcher is not Chris Paddock. His best pitcher. Well, you know what? Let go ahead and guess. Who do you think my bold prediction is for his best pitcher. You're right, now. No kidding. <laughs>
1: oh Lord. Uh, gosh, it could be it could be a little bit of anyone. He's got a that's the thing, he's got a lot of guys who have been good in years. My
0: my prediction is that Jordan Montgomery outproduces Chris Paddock. My that's bold okay. one. So, again, not likely to happen, but the reason for it is he's now got a starting gig because Paxton's hurt and might be back by the time the season starts, but Severino's out. Tanaka's got his flare-ups. So, I mean, they have been devastated by injuries. I think Jordan Montgomery is a solid player, and I I think especially in a shortened season, he could really stand out and outproduce Chris Paddock um i can go over stats later but i don't want to go into too much depth but that's my prediction is that jordan montgomery outproduces chris paddock
2: okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so who's next i'll go next um i mentioned last week that um his offense could possibly get eighth overall in our league and that's very high (laughs) that's a very high ceiling um So I'm going to stick with that for my bold predictions. Let's just say players like Jose Abreu and John Carlos Stanton continue to uh, wreak havoc as they did in their prime. Uh, And let's say Bandon Tandy comes back, uh, bounces back from a pretty below average year last year. Calvin Biggio breaks out this year, doing better than what he did last year. His average was low, so maybe he'll hit, I don't know, 280. And just their off his offense just figures this out. and. He'll be eighth, seventh. I forgot what I said last week, but offensively, way better than expected.
1: Okay, and then Jared. Um. This is this is going to be exceptionally bold. I don't believe Greg will be uh, the league leader in trades this year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, the, okay, so that is a very bold statement because I'm pretty sure Greg has been in the top two every single year. I don't believe he's been number one. Last year was Tim, and then the year before was Jared.
1: Yeah, his competition has been me or Tim. Tim's in a spot where he's got his team. He doesn't need to make all these crazy trades anymore. And same with me. I I've, I have a full farm system, right? So I don't necessarily need to make trades, but Greg also has a full farm system. So he doesn't need to make trades. I could tell you who I think it's going to be, but I think I'll keep it to myself for now.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, right, let's. here's what we're going to do now. We're going over Leland's team. Now, I did say I'd go in the inverse order from last year's standings, but given that uh, Leland was first, I didn't want to start off with one of our hosts being the team we already focused on. So I went a little bit out of order, but we're going to go ahead and go to Leland. And this week is different. Since Leland is on the pod and it's his team, Jared and I are going to interview him. And we've got a set of questions to ask him beforehand. And I'll go ahead and kick us off, and then Jared will take the next question. Here's what I wanted to do with the first one. I wanted to try and guess Leland's strategy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So how is he going about fielding a competitive team in the long run. Because right now his team is is getting there, but not quite there. And so I wanted to take a, a stab at trying to figure out what his strategy is. So I wanted Leland to tell me whether I'm right or wrong as to his approach to uh, fielding a competitive team. Shh. Now, Shh. Leland is probably – um it, he he'll probably end up saying i or at least i'm anticipating something like uh he's winging it or you know ah. at the winter meeting he was uh plastered i and, was drunk yeah he had a little pregame. i
2: <laughs> i walked in and he was already done there was two guys i believe it was timmy and micah just playing fortnite and then i'm like yo dk let's just drink <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that didn't really show up with DK's roster construction,
2: but...
1: I, I took advantage of your drunkenness at the winter meeting.
2: I know, I, I, I know. <laughs> I believe uh, one of the smaller ones was D Gordon, and I was just like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> That's a small one. Oh,
0: boy. So, uh, we're, I'm looking at his roster, and what I'm seeing is a lot of young position players. Uh, Kesten Hira, Yuan Moncada. Trey Mancini, though, he's out for the year. Danny Santana, I think, is fairly young-ish. Yelich is in his prime, so he's not exactly young, but he's got Francisco Mejia, Michael Chavis, Chavis, however you say that, Kesson Hira, Cotta, Chavis. 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 My, and then Chavis. probably the two biggest pieces of his offense in terms of, like, upcoming guys is Kyle Tucker and, most importantly, Luis Robert, or Robert. 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 Uh, So I'm going to say Robert, it's fancy. It is. It's way more fun. But so I'm looking, he's got a really young core on the offensive side. And then when you get to the pitching, there's not much there, especially in terms of of young arms. I'm not seeing a lot of young arms there. So what I'm seeing, especially in terms of what he did over the offseason, is he's investing a lot in ready to go arms. So he picked up. Um, were you Nick Lodolo, or was that? Yes,
2: you were Nick Lodolo. Yes, Drunk Leland drafted Nick Lodolo over Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and, <that's laughs>
0: and I look back up. and I'm
2: like, ah, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know he drafted Nick Lodolo, but then also in our in our free agent auction part, he also got Luis. Or not Luis Gilbert, gosh. Um, Logan. Logan. Gilbert. So I'm seeing that Leland sees his competitive window coming up soon with a young offensive core and wants to draft ready arms, ready to go arms in the next season or two. Uh, Jared, what do you think his strategy is? And then uh, Leland, just tell us who, who's closer or who nailed it.
1: Um, am I allowed to cuss? Fine. I don't think he's got a fucking clue what his strategy is. <laughs> uh, he okay. If I had to guess, it's tank, it's Tankathon for one more year. Um, he's gonna play his cards right and and end up finishing at the bottom. I think there's a twenty five percent chance he trades Christian Yelich uh, to speed up that youth movement. But he's gonna tank one more time. I think he'll trade Steven Matz, Matthew Boyd. I think he's gonna trade both those guys. Maybe Cueto if he can get anything for him and keep going with the youth. And twenty twenty one, that's gonna be it's gonna be the year if we do if we do have fantasy sports twenty twenty.
0: You know, somewhere in a distant land, our native Aussie is drinking a Foster's beer and shaking his head that you would dare, that you would dare say that he would trade Christian Yelich.
1: Can we talk about how that favorite Aussie got Christian Yelich? Go ahead. He traded Mike Trout for him.
0: But he also got Dansby Swanson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh.
1: He got Chris Dale
0: and chris sale and he got like a draft pick i can't remember what he did with it but
2: what happened to chris sale i didn't i didn't acquire him
1: (laughs) i will tell you leland you're lucky he made that trade because he almost had a deal in place with me for david price uh michael brantley marco estrada and johnny Oh.
2: oh disgusting Wait, hold on. That reminds me of the trade when I first came in in 2015, where I traded you uh, David Price for Cueto and some other two. Jabroni oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, Johnny Cueto was hella good.
1: <laughs> I immediately tried to flip David Price for Mike Trout. Oh wait, hang on. No, no, this was the year before, maybe it wasn't. Quite, I can't remember.
0: It okay, was so this is,
1: terrible deal. We
0: we got to keep moving, Leland. Who was closer?
2: All right. So you're both correct. Um, okay. so I have a strategy for the season, but if anything goes wrong, like the first month or two, I will commit to the tank. Um, everything that buddy said is correct. I, uh, I have, I've, I started, I, uh, so I joined, I rejoined the league last year and I already saw a farm system with a lot of young position players and not a lot of pitching. So, um, my off season, I wanted to draft pitching and pick up pitching and drunk Leland did so. Um, cause yeah, my pitching isn't great looking. Um, so I'll probably tank again based off of the first few (laughs) matchups. Uh, I did that last year because I, I, if I start winning in the beginning, of course I want to go for it, but right. Um, I well, will it looks
1: different this year. Con- tanking looks different. You could win yes. your first two matchups and be in line to make the playoffs.
2: Right, right. So, <laughs> tanking, tanking with this team is always an option. It's really easy to do. Did it last year perfectly, in my eyes. Um, <laughs> uh, but if I do win, I will go with Buddy's uh, strat. Um, but uh, if I had to give you guys, uh, like prefer one strat or the other it'll probably be Jared just because your teams are so much better than mine and I don't have the faith for this team right now to win so I would probably tank over what I am trying to do so yeah so it's a it's a close matchup I'll give it to Jared because that's probably what's going to happen but buddy isn't wrong
0: alright so Jared what's our next question for him this is a good segue uh
1: Next question is the competitive window.
2: When, oh, okay, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, when is his team gonna start competing for a playoff spot?
2: Okay, so what do you think, Leland? Uh, I say I could fight for one next year, but I truly believe 2022, maybe even 2023, I'll start scaring people. Like, actually making the <laughs> playoffs and actually doing something in the playoffs. Uh, it would be nice to win next year. I get in. That's my goal, I guess. But if I don't, 2022 is my actual goal. Um, a lot of my players right now won't be on that team. Um, that's how I see it. And I will adjust to whatever uh, obstacles are in my way. All right, Jared. Uh, what
0: year is he? Does he start to compete for a playoff spot?
1: Uh, well, my my answer to this is he will start to compete for a playoff spot one year after he trades Christian Yelich. But I don't, okay. I don't look at this team and this farm system and see him competing for a playoff spot without trading Christian Yelich and getting just a little bit more youth that is ready to perform
0: okay yeah
1: that's fair like a you know like a trade with micah where you're getting eloy jimenez and you know some other piece that that just kind of
0: so we're gonna brainstorm or at least that's gonna be one of our questions regarding yelich so we'll go ahead and move on Um, but I I basically I think I'm pretty much in alignment with Jared I'd probably peg it at 2022 is when he's a serious playoff threat Um, so moving on um, so Jared you'll take the second question under team composition Um, we're moving to team composition where we noticed some things wanted to ask some questions and under so our first question is that we've we've already stated that hitting is your obvious foundation you know you've got young cornerstones mancada hira roberts yelich with plenty of other interesting guys either coming up or already at the mlb level so what's the plan with pitching and what's the plan to capitalize on the up-and-coming offense
2: uh, okay um well pitching is definitely gonna be a struggle um the most I could do right now is acquire more pitching and, um, getting that up, uh, like the percentage of getting a young pitcher established in the major leagues by just acquiring them via draft or, uh, I don't know, uh, spring training pickup or whatever off season pickup prospect pickups and stuff. Um, as you can see right now, my farm system has a lot of pitching. Maybe not the best pitching, but I'm I'm looking for a diamond in the rough. Um, that's why I have a lot of them. Uh, the more I have, the most likely I'll find one. I I I I would like a Chris Paddock on my team. I'd like another like a two three Chris Pratt, Paddocks on my team. So the best way I could improve my pitching, especially in a league where I'm still trying to figure out how you guys trade pitchers, is to just uh pick them up in my farm system um because i don't see a lot of training in this league via pitching unless it's like the beginning of the season or some ridiculous trade which i probably haven't even seen before um so well, last pitching, year
0: last year shane bieber went for chris paddock was it was i there when was no this,
2: this is i think right before you joined Yeah, like, I think I joined the second week of the Major League Baseball season, because I remember I inherited from Adrian, and the day I got control over the team, um, there was games playing already, and Aaron Judge was on the bench, and I was like, well, this is a great (laughs) start for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I had that to deal with. Um, Were you going to say something else? No. Okay. Yeah. So again, pitching is. I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, Jared was right. Of I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm am trying to figure out how pitching works in this league, and how uh, pitcher movements from team to team, transactions, and all that works. Um, I think I got a hand on the position players. Um, people like certain people like certain players, and they value them more. And I would trade. <laughs> trade them away to them because of their value that I think they overestimate. For example, uh, Aaron judge, I traded him away last year. It was questionable. Everyone was kind of confused in a way. Some people supported me. Some people, a lot of people did not. Um, I traded him away mainly because he's a big man that I thought would be more injury prone. And right now he's hurt. Um, And I just didn't want that. So I'm looking for little quirks in my players that something I don't like, even if they're really good, like Christian Yelich, I don't, I, I, I try to find a quirk for him, me to trade him so I can get more stuff, but I just can't find it. He's just really, really good.
1: (laughs) Uh, I've got, uh, I've
2: got, you got one. All right, please tell me, please tell me
1: naked in the ESPN body mag.
2: And he was sexy as hell. I guess that's not a <laughs> for you. <laughs> wow. Um, no, uh, I'm not. Moving on. <laughs> I don't fly that way. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I'm still trying to figure it out. I've been in fantasy baseball leagues, but not a big dynasty league like this. And it's only my technically it's my third year, but it's my second year in this for this team. So I can't answer. <laughs> I can't answer it clearly. Your question clearly about both my pitching and offense because i am still a noob sure jared what's the next question
1: uh whether or not yelich is going to fit in to that competitive window and what would it take for you to to pull the trigger on trading him Uh,
2: okay so i would love for yelich to be on my team in 2022 but like you guys said, it's probably not going to be likely that I'll be competitive enough um, by then if I still have him and not other pieces. Um, so, yeah, it, it's most likely I'll trade him. Is this, Maybe.
1: Is this you officially putting Christian Yelich on the block? Can we get some breaking yeah.
2: news? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I've been uh, holding out on Yelich because Adrian, like, the owner before me who I actually still don't know, but you guys praise him so much. Um, <laughs> I promised him that I would never trade Yelich. And it's been a year since I promised that. And he's not here anymore. So <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> how that promises that promise?
0: work.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'll talk to him. I'll say, look, I'm going to win 2022. I probably won't, um, but I'm going <laughs> to tell him I'm going to be very competitive. I need to trade Yelich. So, I will text them about it, but it's very like a dowry. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give him some control over it. Maybe we'll work something out. Like It'll maybe make him he'll a minority owner. He'll be <laughs> yeah, one of the only minorities. He'll be the third owner of my team after sober Leland and drunk Leland. Yes.
1: <laughs> so now, the now the question is, what? What is it that makes you trade him? Like, what do you need in return? What do you look for?
2: Uh, well, right <laughs> now, pitch, pitching is what I want. Um, I mean, my best pitcher is Matthew Boyd. Maybe Stephen Matz. Definitely not Johnny Cueto. And, and then a bunch of young guns in my bench. And Mike Fires of all people? You think that's gonna carry me? Nah. I need, oh, yeah. I need young arms. I need a Chris Pratt- Paddock, but. Not Greg's obsession for Chris Paddock, you know, like other people. What, what about a Dustin May? Dustin, as a Giants fan, it hurts mm-hmm. for me to want him. Mm-hmm. It's just, but if I want to win this league, that might happen. Um, so help would... me
0: God, if you trade Chris Christian Yelich for a package centered around Dustin May.
2: No, no, it's not, gonna, okay. it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be centered around him. Dustin May would have to be an add-on.
1: But but here's um, the thing. Here's the thing, buddy. If he did do that, Greg would still finish in 12th place, and and <laughs> it would be totally fine. And he'd never make the playoffs.
2: <laughs> it worked out last year with Judge. Did uh did DK make playoffs? No, nah, I don't think so. No, nah, he finished one out. Know,
1: talk about the worst team in the league. But that's for another week. <laughs>
2: I don't know. You guys would have to – everyone would have to, like, send me offers. Uh. The way the way I see it,
0: if Freeman went for essentially two top 25 prospects, a guy who had former top 25 prospect pedigree, um, let's see. It was Mejia, Tucker, uh, Rodon. Who else am I missing? There was a first – Oh, Rodon. Yeah, I know. Wow, There's
1: you walked the heck out of that trade.
0: Well, at the time, it was a lot. Oh, um,
1: absolutely. I think we were all looking at that as a quite the overpay.
0: Right. But and now it it,
1: you, you stole away with that one.
0: Right. Well, Tucker could still provide some good value. Sure, um,
1: but not Freddie Freeman.
2: Well, no. I, mean, I but, had I Freddie mean, Freeman. Wait, hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. My team had Freddie Freeman at one point, and I don't have him anymore. <laughs> I got Michael Chavis. Shavis have Mike as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris yeah. Sale. Right.
0: Uh, Adrian drafted a pretty good team, the initial the initial team. Uh but anyway, like I think the way I look at it, you need to walk away. If you trade away Christian Yelich, you need a guaranteed top ten prospect. You need another top twenty-five, you need another top fifty. So three within yeah. the top 50, one in the top 10, one in the top 25. And then you need a pro player. And then you need a wild card. Like that's yeah, that's the way I see it. Three top 50 prospects, one in the top 10, one in the top 25. And then a former top prospect who maybe, you know, his shine is a little less. And then oh,
2: just a wild card or a draft yeah. pick. I'll throw in uh, who's the guy that... who's my other catcher in the name sean murphy in there let me just throw him in there i need to get rid of him (laughs) right yeah i mean
0: i I, at that point i don't know what sean murphy would add to your package but nope
2: he would not (laughs) i just holding on to him right now and it's it kind of sucks but i don't want to just release him that's not productive at all
1: you all think he's that big of a bust huh
2: He's a good catcher. Like I would love for him to be in my major league ball club as a defensive catcher, but in fantasy, it uh, doesn't really do me much.
0: I like him, but not
1: like that much. But anyway. He's not um, Gary Sanchez.
2: We're no. going to
0: ditch the Q&A format real quick to discuss the pitching. Um, so just real quick, one minute or less, what's your view on Leland's pitching? So both of you. Um, How do you think it'll perform? Any guys that stand out to you? Ceiling, floor, of the pitching, all that stuff.
1: Oh, I see lots of floor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, So so we don't think highly of it. Uh, Do we think it's the worst staff
1: in the league? Yes. Okay. Close.
0: Okay. So I want one person to have Leland's roster up. I'm going to pull up.
2: Andrews
1: Oh I may have spoken too soon
2: <laughs> Okay What do you mean Chris Archer's a beast I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Hi I'm Chris Archer and I'm having no fun right now no. Yeah
0: <laughs> That's such a great video Alright yeah. so um, We're gonna go with Andrews ace Compared to Leland's okay So, What, sh- what is my ace
2: Tell me who my ace is Matt Boyd <laughs> Okay sure So Matt Boyd,
0: or hmm, Griffin Canning?
1: (laughs) Here's here's the thing. (laughs) Team is full of two types of pitchers: has beens and could (laughs) bees.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: (laughs) Whereas Leland's pitching is full of just they are's.
2: They (laughs) (laughs) are's. Like, well, he so, well, he's a pitcher. That's He's there. He's a pitcher. That's,
0: that's <laughs> it. What about Sandy Alcantara? He's I think he's
2: interesting.
1: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sandy Alcantara was a pickup from last year because he was just doing well for a spurt. Thanks. And that's how I pick up my pitchers. Is Absolutely. The, the, The beginning of the year, I picked up Caleb Smith because I was like, hey, he's getting quality starts. Traded him away to Micah for Trey Mancini. Oh, Trey Mancini, okay. And some buddy bucks, but that's how I work. (laughs) Look
1: at at Mike Fires. He's a pitcher. He could also be a pedophile. We don't know, (laughs) but he's a pitcher.
2: Trash can, bang, bang.
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a – man.
0: Anyway, we can't get on that tangent. Um, yeah I mean uh, yeah I, I I like Lelands far more than I like Andrews. Mm-hmm. I hate Luke I hate Archer. I don't love Quintana, but I don't hate him. um he's got uh, he does have Hector Naris, so who knows what
2: will
1: yeah but come of that Leland's got Ty Ty Buttery, who I think is
2: better Way who more. I got from the yeah. judge trade
1: that's true. That's true. Uh, Canning. Um... Well he's got he's got Frankie Mo- oh nope, that's you. I'm yeah, that's me. <laughs> so I might go say kitty. I think he could okay. be
0: Sure. I well I so, think he's
1: got a higher ceiling than anyone else.
0: If he starts. We don't know if he's starting, but
1: Oh that's fair.
0: I I still like – yeah, I like Leland's far more. I love Nick Anderson. I'm an Alvarado fan. I love Butchery Boyd. Mats. you're right. He's just there. Cueto, yeah. he's there. But he's Alcatara, there. I think, has some upside. I, I, I think it's not the worst. It's close to the worst. It I might be
2: 11th. If, if he gets traded to the Rays, I think that'd be ideal because the pitching staff – or pitching coaches – in the Rays, just somehow figures it out for pitchers. So that'd be nice. <laughs> just being very hopeful for my pitching.
1: Here's the deal. If, if Greg doesn't have Chris Paddock and Chris sale, even though he's hurt, I think his is the worst.
0: <laughs> yeah. It very well. Maybe
1: <laughs> like for 2020 by far the worst. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I, it's close. It, I think yeah, it's close. He's I mean, he,
1: He's got has-beens. Cole Hamels, right. Dallas Michael, has-been. Mike right. Fulton, he's a pitcher.
0: right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Leland's definitely in the running for worst, but I'm yep. hesitant to, to call it the worst, especially with the relievers. And you know what? You may be right. I may have picked the wrong team. I maybe should have picked Craig's team instead of Andrew's. Because Greg doesn't even have a reliever. No, like, I, he,
1: don't, don't remind me.
0: No <laughs> relievers? True. He's not trying to uh,
1: win, so what does he need that category for? Yeah. Maybe he's, he's maybe to trade for Carlos Stan, so maybe he's trying to win. Who
2: knows? Maybe he's <laughs> praying that one of his husbands will just convert to the reliever role. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a strat
0: okay well moving on uh jared what's what's our next question jeff samarja
2: perfect go to the closer role i don't want you to start (laughs)
1: uh last question we have for this is uh will a shortened season
2: help or hurt help
0: (laughs) so help in like random variants or or yes
2: it would have to be luck based um I have one lucky game from last year and is when I destroyed Buddy's team week three or four.
1: (laughs) Well, I think think the other question is what does help look like?
2: You know, are you
1: looking to, Oh, this will help me be worse.
2: Oh, okay. So in a competitive standpoint, if I want to make playoffs, the shortened season will help. But if I'm going to commit to the tank, which I would need more time to decide, that would maybe hurt a little bit, but it's really—I don't think it's too. It like, it's not hard to tank. You saw me do it last year. I almost actually uh, got second to last place uh, because the last few weeks, because I just didn't tank at all. And uh, Greg somehow almost like could have been in last place. <laughs> so in the very last like three days of the season, I pulled my pit like my players. Just so I can get my, uh, I could lose my categories. Which you're not supposed oh. to do. I didn't, I put players in there. They just didn't play. <laughs> wow. I put my DL guys in there or something. What did that get you? What Adley did twelve 12th get you? Uh, yeah, it got me Adley Rutschman and my buddy Bucks, yeah, Michael Chavis. So, Michael Chavis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I, can I explain? Can I explain the Michael Chavis thing?
0: No, no, we don't have time. We, we, we have another question that you might be able to tie that into.
2: Okay. Okay. Go for it.
0: So, all right. So, yeah, it could go either way. It could hurt you for rebuilding. It could help you for competing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's going to be pretty competitive for that 12th spot this season. Um, Greg may, may work himself into that. Conversation. Who knows? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but. (laughs) But it is great. So
1: his entire roster could be different
0: by June. Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now we wanted to shift to the farm system. Uh, Leland's pride and joy. Woohoo. We mentioned before that you have a lot of pitchers that are probably a year, maybe a year and a half away from joining. Uh, Is the current group of starting pitcher prospects going to be enough? To be competitive over the long haul long haul. Do you uh does it have enough upside to be elite as currently constructed?
2: Mm, uh, elite is probably a very high ceiling um, that I would wish to have, but I don't think it'll be all elite. Um I'm praying that at least one of my pitchers will be elite. Um, Logan Gilbert, Nick Lodolo, Daniel Lynch, especially since I acquired them. Um, Ian Anderson was already in my farm system uh, before I acquired the team. Um, So something that I would want to do well is something that I did, not Adrian. Um, Do I want Ian Anderson to be elite? Yes. Do I think he's going to be elite? Possibly. Uh, He plays in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is uh, a winning environment right now especially with those position players i would want to pitch in atlanta um with that lineup backing you up um so hopefully that would build his confidence and i could say that for any of those players um realistically though i would need to do more to the, my farm system pitching um i i have brent honeywell he's had a history of being hurt um i have uh i have two guys on the bottom of my farm system buboros and johander mendez don't expect them to be in my farm system at all i'm probably gonna (laughs) get an extra comp pick for that um and that works out because if i could if i need to trade for more prospects those guys are gone um that's just my strategy on that but overall i'm praying but i don't see it all right jared what's next
1: uh, you tell me. No.
2: Uh, so, Michael <laughs> Chavis.
0: Um, <laughs> just kidding. Who are your favorite and, do you think, overrated
2: prospects on your minor league farm? Uh, anyone that I required is my favorite. I like Luis Robert, Adley Rutschman, Carter Kibo. <laughs> okay, you Don't gotta go. marry one, you Keep gotta F one, you gotta kill one. Go. I'm right, gonna marry Adley Rutschman. I'm gonna fudge... Rick. Luis Robert. And then I'm gonna kill Kaboom because he's gonna be in the major league roster. So he'll How be are off him? My... <laughs> are you
1: gonna make him go kaboom? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a trash can at him and say there's a change up coming and I'll just gonna throw a fastball at his face. Kaboom. Um, okay, so I, I like my I like my farm system. Uh, I, I really like my position players, Luis Robert and Adley Rushman. Kaboom. I think, in that order that's that's how well they're gonna do in the major leagues, maybe Rutchman over Robert depending I don't know yet' Kaboom. so
1: we
0: just got a glimpse into Leland's demented mind because he said he likes Robert Moore yet he wants to f him and not marry him, so we know Leland's opinion on marriage
2: hmm uh no i just I just want a nice American man as my husband uh, as a minority. Um no, I'm not, <laughs> getting, I'm not. I'm not getting into that. Okay, I'm not getting into that. Anyway, um, overrated players. Uh, Sean Murphy, just because he's a great player, like it, I want him on my team. Like I said before, but offensively, I don't. I just don't see it. And in a fantasy aspect, it's not what I want. Um, and I guess John Duplantier, uh, I want him to do well. But he pitched a bit last season as a reliever and just got his ass handed to him Um, in a pitcher's park in Arizona. I think it's a pitcher's park now. I always thought it it was a pitcher's park. Yeah. So he just got crushed. I mean, he was hurt, but still, like, figure it out, man. Um, Jared, who are
0: your favorite prospects and and guys you think are overrated?
1: Well, uh, Luis Robert. Obviously, a favorite. <laughs> um, I'm also a huge fan of Ian Anderson. Uh, I I think he's I think he's your best pitcher. I really do. Uh, I think he'll Perfect. be better than Logan Gilbert and Nick Uh I honestly, I think he's the next Jack Flaherty.
2: Like, Whoa! Okay. Uh, I, I my uh, my interest in Ian Anderson just skyrocketed. Thank you. Go.
1: <laughs> Uh, your most overrated prospect is Sean Murphy, for sure. Yeah, and uh, Carter Kibooms probably not far behind in my mind. But I, you know, I, I, overall, as a farm system, I like what you're doing. Uh, I, I think you have one of the best farm systems, you know, in the league. And and there's really two strategies in this league. There's well, there's three. There's those. There, there's the 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 you know tank for Tua and the Bill Belichick's of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's Greg. So Greg's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you know, there's, like, Buddy. He He's the Bill Belichick. He he wins every year. He cheats. Open- Pays the
2: refs off, yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> it's it's just, you can never count them out. And then there's guys like you. You understand what you're doing. You're tanking for these players that are eventually going to make you better. You are the... <laughs> Houston Astros before the Houston Astros, just hopefully bang, bang. not going the cheating route down the road. So I like, my, I like the farm as a whole.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. I like the farm as a whole. My favorite's Adley. Uh, just mm-hmm. what he's going to provide at catcher, I think, is unparalleled. Even, even when they make the robo-ump switch and yeah. defensive metrics aren't going to be as weighed and you're going to get better hitters at catcher, uh, he's going to be a step above, I think, no matter what happens with the catching position. So just the the advantage that comes with someone like that and how safe he is to attain his ceiling, he's mm-hmm. my favorite by far. Um, I like Robert. He's going to be, I think, like Javi. He's going to have like a Javi Baez uh, development. I think yeah. he'll have some rough seasons, and then he'll have just one where he goes nuts, and then he'll have a couple really good seasons after that. Uh, as far as overrated, it for me it's not even close. It's Carter mm-hmm. Um His defense is worse than what his bat was doing, and that's bad because his bat was really bad. And I don't think he's that bad of a player. People have bad stretches all the time, and you know Clayton Kershaw and Mike Trout had bad starts to the career, um, but Keeboom right now, doesn't have any redeeming qualities from what I've seen. His spring mm-hmm. training wasn't good. Last His short season sample was bad. Um, and even worse was his defense, which it was really hard to top, but he did. So Keybooms mine. I actually kind of like Murphy a little bit. Uh, I think he'll provide a little bit more value than people are expecting. Yeah, Anderson and Gilbert, I think, are pretty accurately ranked. And uh, Lodolo's a little overrated in my opinion, but I get why he's ranked where he is.
2: So, yeah, those are my... So, can I ask you guys a question about k mm-hmm. Do you guys compare him to uh, Rendon at all when you do your evaluations? No, not at all. Okay, okay. I just I want to make sure to... that was in the, the, in the clear because it's really easy to just compare him because he's subbing him. Right. Like, so...
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, his minor numbers are pretty good. He. So what the scary part is, I mean, granted, it was only a thirty nine at bat sample, but he jumped to an uncharacteristic thirty seven percent strikeout rate to a nine percent walk. So the walk was okay, but the K was disgusting. Um, He struck out a lot. Uh, as far as the ISO goes, the ISO was okay. It was a 154. It's not great, but it's not bad either. So right. he was hitting the ball hard when he did hit it. Um, yeah. There's there's not a lot that was good about his initial profile or his profile for his initial stint. Definitely not a Rendon profile because Rendon I think has always been a good plate discipline guy. Yeah, and a good power guy, but um i mean i don't think he'll be that bad i just don't think he'll be good either that's just me right.
2: personally yeah uh, so i'm i'm praying that so i'm, I'm just praying that kaboom is just it's just the jitters man like just right. rookie season is probably gonna do poorly uh he's not he's like i have room in my roster to just keep him and not play him. i have an infield um if if I lose an infielder, I have Danny Santana just to fill it a slot because he plays every position besides catcher and pitcher. So <laughs> I have a sub, and I don't have to play Kaboom, and I could just wait out on Kaboom. But yeah. praying, praying that he does well and figures it out. So
0: then moving on to the next question, who do you see breaking out this year on your on your farm? My whether farm? It's, whether it's an unranked guy or a guy already ranked, getting ranked even higher.
2: Um so I, I think it's going to be, it's going to, it has to be Robert. Uh He's supposed to be on the main roster at some point this year. Uh, if we have a season, he was, he was scheduled to come up in May, maybe June. And I think he has, he won't get phased by the major league speed, uh, both pitching wise and everything about baseball. Just, <laughs> I think he's going to be the, <laughs> the guy that I would, would most likely outbreak uh this year. Um if I had to pick a pitcher, definitely not Duplantier. <laughs> I think I'd pick Justin Dunn. He's has pitched six point two innings. I don't think he's gonna like be top fifty or even a hundred. But he's gonna be I guess what how Jared put it up, he's gonna be there. He's gonna be a pitcher. <laughs> he's gonna right, exist so- in my lineup.
0: Jared, who do you, and guys that exist are fine as long as they don't make up the bulk of your rotation. Jared, who do you think breaks out on the farm?
1: Uh, I I think it's, I'm going to, you know, echo Leland. I I think it's Justin Dunn, personally. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Luis Robert. As a matter of fact, I think this season, the shortened season, all of that, I think it's only going to hurt him and his development, but Uh, For me, I think it's Justin Dunn. I think he's, again, he's a pitcher. He's going to be there. He's not going to be the next Clayton Kershaw or anything great, but he's, you know, he was ranked in the top 100 last year, lost that top 100 overall ranking. I I don't see why. I think he's going to be the guy who's going to be, you know, impacting the major league roster before anyone else on on your, uh, your squad really. And, you know, when you're in a place as dreadful as he is, you have a an opportunity to maybe play and showcase yourself more than than others. And I think he's going to do that. So,
0: yeah, the guy I have done was second for me, but one guy I like a little more is Ethan Small. I don't think he gets called up to the majors this season. Is he gonna but be- huh? Huh? Ethan Ethan Small, the pitcher for the Brewers, yeah, he's, who Leland took so in the he's, draft.
1: He's going to be big. That's what you're saying? Ha, 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 ha. ha, ha, ha wow,
0: Jared, you're, you're full of corniness today. Ha, 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 ha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see him making a major league debut. Um, and, you know, with the canceled minor league season, it's going to be tricky to, to figure out who does get the, playing time but if he does get time let's say in Arizona Fall League or you know whatever they decide to do for the minors he's someone who I think is going to stand out he's a he's a polished college lefty I believe and I really like what the Brewers do with their arms I think they're actually one of the better teams at developing arms despite never having any of the flashy names their bullpen is always solid they're always coming up with these hybrid starting pitcher reliever types and ethan small strikes me as a guy who's going to be a a solid pitcher and i think he's going to get into the top 100 uh whenever however they're going to do rankings you know with this new modified minor league system Mm -hmm. uh and the last question is what do we think just by eyeballing it what do we think his power ranking is for his farm but we got to keep this short so I'm I'm gonna say
2: probably third.
1: Yep, that's where I have.
2: It. I'm gonna say four because I'm humble.
1: Oh
2: God. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and
0: then I wanted to come up with one comparable um minor league roster where I had a tough time figuring out if I liked this one more or if I liked his more. And I'm actually going to choose Alex's. Okay. Uh, he has Joe Adele at the top, Nate Pearson. Basically, I, I'm just going to pick out my my favorite four of each farm system, and then we're going to compare them. because I, uh, they're just my favorite four, and we can't we don't have time to go through all of them. But among the four that I like the most, it's Joe Adele, Nate Pearson, Alec Baum, and uh, Vidal Bruhan. Those are my top four for him. And then for Leland, it's Luis Robert. Adley Rushman, Ian Anderson, and Logan Gilbert. So, Robert or Adele? Go.
2: Well, I'm going to say my own players. So, <laughs> Jared, I'm going to
1: uh, Joe Adele.
2: Okay. I'm going to say Robert.
1: Robert, I... you freaking dingus.
0: <laughs> uh, Rushman or Pearson?
2: Pearson. Pearson. Ah, oh, I have to pick my own players, guys. I feel bad if I don't. I it's I don't. I know it's a, a fantasy league, but I have to pick my own players. And I love Adley, <laughs> but I like I like Pearson a little bit more. Can I just say how much I like Alex's players instead of comparing the two? Uh, when we talk about <laughs> Alex's team, sure. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, Ian Anderson or Alec Baum.
1: Who are you asking, him or me? Uh, Both. Ian Anderson.
0: Ian Anderson. I'm bomb. Okay. And then Gilbert or Bruhan. Gilbert. 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 Yes. I, unanimous.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so pretty much split down the middle between top fours. And uh, I think with... Let's see, I said Robert Pearson. Yeah, so we disagreed on a couple of them, but basically it was split down the middle in opinion. I think the two farms are fairly comparable, not necessarily in construction, but in overall quality. Um, I actually like Leland's guys that are outside of the top 100 more than I like Alex's, but Alex uh, also has more top 100 guys than... Leland, So uh, Leland had the advantage yeah. in that regard, but I don't necessarily agree. Like I think Cabert Ruiz should be like off top 300s, but that's an argument for another time.
2: Alex also has a top two uh, main roster. So that it helps. Yup.
0: <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, so now we're going to get to the buddy buck review. We got to keep this short and sweet because <laughs> we're running out of time. Now, he, let's let's start off with you know one of the most questionable moves of the league in this <laughs> season, Michael Chavis for
2: ninety three buddy bucks. There were some other people there, right? It wasn't just that. I'm, I forgot. Uh, I can't like, remember. Was it straight up? Was it straight up, Jared?
1: Uh, I don't know.
2: Anyway, so here's the thing. This was base. Off nothing fantasy. So again, I said this before. I had the most buddy bucks, so I wanted to set the bar on value of players. And I know that spending however many buddy bucks I spent on Chavis was overpay, definitely. But so there's something about the Red Sox and Yankees homegrown players that I've always loved about those teams. And I don't care for those teams at all. But like players like Derek Jeter. Aaron Judge, even though I traded him away. Um, Rafael Devers, Mookie Betts, you name it. All those guys that are homegrown, drafted, free agent signing, not free agents, any um, international signing, started off with the Red Sox or Yankees. They always do well somehow for some reason. I don't get it. No more Garcia Parra. It was another one. Just oh. played very well with their home team at first. Oh. Uh, and then when they get <laughs> what? What's oh. up?
1: It's worse. It's worse. it was Michael Chavis for ninety two buddy bucks and and a second round pick.
2: that's oh, right yeah. well, i I also I also needed to get rid of draft picks, I believe. Oh, so yes, yeah. so i I definitely overpaid <laughs> <We're funny. laughs> wow. but again, there's something in my heart with homegrown Yankees and Red Sox specifically that I feel like they can carry. The franchise in a way, Mookie Betts kind of did it. There's um, all he's gone now. Lost that night, so it, it's definitely a gamble. It's a big, bold prediction. I really like Michael Chavis. Okay,
1: so here's a question it's... for you based on all of this: Who gamed near that night was it you or David Kane? Because he made <laughs> the- as well.
2: So we're talking about uh, the, the winter spring train, uh, winter meeting. All right, so it was probably me. So I created this spreadsheet and my goal was to impress everybody with the spreadsheet. I did not care. I got drunk. (laughs) I decided to just look at my spreadsheet. This is how you do it. And I paid, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. (laughs) I did some bad things at the winter meeting, some good things, but some bad things at the winter meeting. And that's why I say my second owner, Drunk Leland, is a separate entity. <laughs> is he the James Dolan of your, yeah, your basically. <laughs> uh
0: So just real quick, wanted to go over. I, I went over this in a separate podcast when I went into the solo one, and I, I went through the draft rankings, the first year player draft rankings. I'm only gonna go over where I had Leland ranked. I'm not gonna go in detail, but I had Leland as the best team, which to me was surprising. Um I I loved his prospects. But by yeah, as the number I had him as the number one overall drafting team for the first year player. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you guys wanna I made a
2: mistake too.
0: Yes, I you drafted did. Lodolo, and you know, <laughs> I went into this coming up with the criteria, sticking by the criteria. Not, I, I actually thought Drew would end up the highest, and Drew ended up in the middle. So, anyway, my the reason why I wanted to bring up the first year player draft is because I think it did a really good job in in, in enhancing your farm. But in contrast to the first year player draft, I thought you royally screwed up the buddy buck auction approach. Mm-hmm. Um, here well, I thoughts. also,
2: I also was the one having to putting the names in there and I had a, drunk a lot of alcohol.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had Greg help me. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about like, I mean, unless you were drunk
2: for like, you know, a month when we were doing the auction. Oh, you, I know, to- you mean like. Oh, the after, oh, okay, my bad. I was thinking prospects, sorry. So you
0: had, I, I think it was somewhere in the range of like over $200, which was, yeah. I think, like $60 more than the next person. So you traded 90 for Chavis,
1: um,
0: but that was not necessarily for the prospect portion. Can,
1: what, we, can we really quick talk about what that trade could amount to if you turn those dollars into players?
0: Yeah, sure. What'd you, what'd you uh, figure out?
1: You basically traded Michael Chavis for a chance at Marco Luciano or Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. And that's an oof. That's a big oof.
0: Right. Which is where kind of where I would have taken it. If I would have had the money you did with the team you did, I would have gone after Logan Gilbert for sure. That's one of the ones I would have, I would have pigged down, but I think you kind of stopped <laughs> yeah. going after major guys at that point, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I had a full um, prospect list. Right. And this was before everyone had a full roster. And I got really irritated about that because I was like, yeah, I'm the only one with a full roster. And then this happened. And I was like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if I would have taken it, I would have gone Gilbert. And one of Luciana or Rodriguez, doesn't matter
2: which, I would have just, either of them. I would have I would have gotten probably, I think I wanted Rodriguez, and then You I did think,
1: on him and then backed yeah, off. Yeah,
2: I don't know why I backed off there, to be honest. And then I probably would have gone,
0: you know, after someone like, uh, who went for a decent amount? Like someone Spencer like Spencer Howard. Howard.
1: Josiah yeah. would have been smart. Yeah.
0: Right, so if you would have walked away with, three of those guys and just used all your money on that and gone after high quality and got three high quality prospects, I would have been like, yeah, that's, that's the most optimal way of using your money. But you kind of spent a couple dollars here and there on some guys and went hard after (laughs) Logan Gilbert. Um, so what was the thinking behind the, the buddy bucks auctions approach? Um, alcohol.
2: So So, pitching, (laughs) pitching was a thing. I, I focused on uh, Gilbert and Lynch. Oh, Lynch, um, that's right. I don't think I got anyone else, and I traded everything to Greg. Okay. I gave everything to Greg for a bunch of draft picks, and that was my free agent timing. So that was that. <laughs> so what, you, what you wanted to do
0: was make sure you left space on the farm and didn't like cluster it with a bunch of guys you didn't
2: want. Yeah, I, I did have that problem. I had to, again, I have you and Mendez to release for another comp pick. Um, before the winter meeting, I had to trade away some uh, draft picks. I had to swap uh 2020 20 draft picks with 2021 20, draft picks. I believe I did it with Jared. Um, I did one with Greg, I believe too. Did I trade you a draft pick uh Jared? I forgot.
1: Uh, I don't think so.
2: Okay, it was definitely Greg and someone else, but I, I basically yeah. traded my second round pick that belonged to Greg. So it was Greg's second round pick for last the, the winter meeting that what ju- just happened for uh, Greg's second round pick for the next winter meeting. So it was like it, the most even you could try to be without interest. But uh, I had to do a lot of that stuff before the winter meeting and ah. kind of sucked to do. Cause I had all this buddy bucks and draft picks and I like, had to drop people and I didn't want to do that. So
0: Jared, do you have any thoughts on the, his buddy buck approach?
1: Uh,
2: Other than what you've already shared?
1: No, I just agree with you completely that I think you, and, and I'm realizing this with myself too. And the approach that, that I took is I took the quantity over quality approach and I completely regret it. If I could go back and use the buddy bucks I had, to get two top guys, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd say
0: Scuba was a worthwhile pickup.
1: Oh, well, absolutely, but then I could have bid and had one of Julio Rodriguez or Marco Luciano, but instead I've got a whole bunch of guys who are a whole bunch of whoevers, you know.
0: Ah. Okay, and then let's the last thing I wanted to do. Uh, what is this team's realistic ceiling and conversely the floor. Just the ranking, no explanation.
1: Ninth.
0: So ninth ceiling, and then what for? Ninth and 12th. Ninth and 12th. Leland? Um, Well, shouldn't you go first since this is my team? Sure. Um, I will go realistic ceiling 10th and floor 12th, probably settling in
2: at 11th. Okay, I'm gonna say tenth as well. And twelfth is so easy because I could tank like there's no tomorrow, so don't don't be surprised if I'm twelfth. Unless somehow Greg figures it out. I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's more Andrew. I like I I I can't see a way without you
2: breaking the rules, aka not starting players. Hey, no, okay. So if you go back, there are players in the positions, they just weren't playing. They were hurt day-to-day. I I played by the rules. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's a very loose interpretation of the rules. But anyway... If
1: you want my honest opinion here, I don't see a matchup this year that Andrew wins. (laughs) Leland,
0: you you need to take a good hard look at Andrew's team. I will and come to terms (laughs) (laughs) okay
2: so you could so I could play I I don't have I could put uh, pitchers in that aren't pitching right that counts right so let's say let's say Cueto is pitching I don't have to play him right I could put someone else in that's not pitching so I could fix the pitching
0: you do need to get to the innings pitched minimum Um, I'll pitch 27 uh, basically
1: Whoever, whoever sucks the most he could very easily manage his team the way Adrian managed it before him. Aaron Judge on the bench.
0: Oh, you mean by trading away JT Real Muto for Matt Andrees?
2: Oh, God. I had JT Real Muto? <laughs>
0: yeah. So, what Adrian... Hell? Adrian, Boy,
2: I'm trading Yelich now. Just
0: <laughs> Adrian had JT Real Muto and Buster Posey, but I drafted Real Muto before him in the free agent draft that we used to have before he broke out. And I'm like, you know what? I want Real Muto, but I told Adrian I would draft for him, and I want to do it well. So I took JT Real Muto like two picks before I was drafting. And sure enough, JT ends up becoming this fantasy star. And – as he's in the middle of his initial breakout year with the Marlins, JT or not JT, Adrian trades him to DK for Matt Andrees, who is no longer in the league. I think.
2: I don't have him. So
0: <laughs> anyway, well, that concludes our episode going through Leland's uh, horror house of Ooh. horror. Not <laughs> gosh. Uh, you guys are corrupting me. Going through the horror house that is uh, Leland's roster. Um, real quick, before we're done, quick ward for Scooter. Real quick tidbit Did you guys know that over his first two seasons with the Reds, Jeanette was the sixth most valuable second base- baseman in baseball? Sixth most valuable, guys, and produced the fourth best offense at the position. All that combination of stuff, because he's only one year removed from that, makes it all the more appalling, shocking that he is not rostered right now by an MLB team, not even his depth. He's not rostered. It's scary. It's bad. But, I mean, that's someone that's worth a multi-year extension, right? Sixth most valuable second baseman in two seasons, uh, 2017 2018. That concludes us for this episode. If you are not currently following the Twitter, please do. It's at Scooter Scrubs. That's a capital S on both the scooter and the scrubs. We'll see you then.